Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Coming at you with another episode. Uh, your host, the D is silent. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I haven't been podcast. I've been fucking busy like a motherfucker. But let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about. I don't. I don't know if I did talk about it on the last one. I think I did sports and stuff. But I took a, vac- a mini vacation recently about <clears throat> about uh, I think about two weeks ago now. I went to Solvang, California. It is the Danish capital of America. It's quite the fascinating little town, man. I mean, it runs along California's uh, central coast. Uh, it's about 100 miles. No, about 80 miles. No, maybe 60 miles. It's 80 miles past Santa Barbara. I'm going more north on the 101. Um, it's unique and it's the fact that they actually... It's not just a gimmick. It's not like a gimmick like, um, you know, like you see somebody in a private gated community have like a castle like house. Like it's a gimmick. No, this is people actually live the way I don't know their roots to the Danish community. Um, but upon being there now, I think we've been there a few times now uh, recently. Upon being there now, about three to four times in recent memories, I gotta say I've grown a little fond of the city. Uh, I do love the weather there. The weather is really nice. Really dank, really relaxed, really, you know, borderline sleepy-ish. But it it does have movement there because it is a kind of a town where you can get a lot of Danish things. I mean, the Danish bakeries there, the bake the baked goods at Solvang, California, at the Danish bakeries are some of the best that I've ever experienced in my life. And the fact that they make them fresh, some of that stuff fresh every day. It is right up, um, you know, right up your alley, like right up my alley, like just good, just good, fresh baked goods. Um, with that said, you know, uh, you could try some of the Danish food there as well. They do have several restaurants. I have haven't tried them all. I mean, honestly, you'd have to be close to the area to try them all. I don't even try all the restaurants. In my neighborhood that I live in. Um, but they have a wide variety of different restaurants. A lot of wine tasting. Which I'm not a big wine enthusiast. Uh, I was in my younger days. Um, but not so much now. Um, again, it's in the Central Valley. It's about 90 miles, 80 miles uh, away from Pismo Beach. Which I want to run back. Um but just being up there in Solvang, it's, you know, such a treat. You know, you get your treats there and it's just a, such a treat being there that I feel as if, you know, every time I go there, I get to experience something new. And I've actually stayed down in the city, um, ate some normal food there, ate some, I had a good, you know, for my girlfriend's birthday, I had a good steak dinner. We had a barbecue dinner. It was really good. Uh, had nothing to do with the Danish, but it, I mean, the whole town has that vibe to it. So it was a little low key, little little light on the eyes. You walk around the town here and the and down there on Adderwood. Um, just a phenomenal place. Um, we stayed there for two days or three nights, two days, something like that, or two two nights, three days. First day, you know, we was driving to get over there, you know, get checked in. We went to Chumash. The casino right there is, um, this casino is nice. The Chumash Casino Resort, Chumash Resort and Casino, whatever it is, it's a nice setup. They got a nice setup there. It's a little small. Uh, it's not the smallest one, but it's, it's smaller. Uh, but it is, it is very well, it's clean through and through clean as any of the ones where I'm at, you know, Yamava, Pechanga, 
uh, Morongo. It's cleaner than those. Uh, and at the same time, you know, the area is a lot. You know, I could go on all day about casinos, but, uh, you know, the one thing Chumash has over, let's say, Yamava, if you're in L.A., if you're in L.A., if you're in, let's say, Burbank, or you're in North Hollywood, or you're in Thousand Oaks, or you're in Santa Monica, or you're in Venice, and you say to yourself, man, I want to go to the fucking casino today, and you've got a couple of choices, from let's say Venice you say I could hop on the freeway track my happy ass down to Pachanga Casino which would be the one of the about three that I can think of Pachanga Casino uh, you're gonna hit a ton of traffic there uh, it's far as hell and basically you know It's just one of those things Like I, I kind of feel like You're going to hit a ton of traffic there And it's just far as hell But it is nice the, the, You're close to San Diego About halfway to San Diego uh, Maybe you stop there on your way to San Diego Or you go to San Diego And you stop there on your way back I don't know if you really want to come that way But then again you know I'm. It always boggles my bottles And boggles my mind Hearing about the amount of money that rolls in casinos and, and who goes there and, how, and where they're from and how much they're spending. It's kind of mind-boggling. But, you know, it's far. You can go to the not-so-far casino, which would be maybe like 60 miles, maybe 70 miles to Yamava or formerly San Manuel Indian Bingo Casino. Uh, that's the closest one. If you're in Venice, you're in Burbank, that's probably the closest one. The only thing is, Yamava's seated in the heart of San Bernardino. It's not, no, not in the heart, but it is like basically uh, a lung of San Bernardino. It's there. San Bernardino, San Bernardino is, it will all, I don't know if it'll always be, but it is crazily ghetto um this the Burdu as people Sam Burduki uh Sam Bur SB you know it's crazy it really is crazy it really is one of those towns where it's like damn it's rough and you have to drive through there to get to it <coughs> there's no Two ways around that aspect. I mean, you just driving up to the casino, you're like, "Damn, this is a little rough." Um, it doesn't matter which way you're coming from. But inside there, it's just like anything else. They got good, great food, great entertainment. You kind of forget that the ghetto is just right out the door. But I can I can understand if you go there with your wife. You know, you're having a good time. Don't necessarily want to take her to the ghetto. But then again, if you're living in LA, it is ghetto, so maybe it's not so bad. Not as ghetto as LA, but it's still pretty, it's not high-end-ish. And then your third, I would say your third best bet would be, I see, and this is where if you're in Venice, California, or Thousand Oaks, or, or North Hollywood, Burbank, Pasadena, um, you know, I want to say... You might as well go to Chumash because it, it, while it is probably have, perhaps a little bit farther than Yamava in a little in or maybe the same distance as Pechanga, the drive up the coast is is beyond the 101 North, the Pacific Coast Highway on California's lovely. Uh, Central Pacific uh, landscape is is just I, I haven't seen much beauty elsewhere in this world. Um, pristine. I mean, the towns are they're quiet, they're dank, but there's still happening there. It's beautiful. There's no trash, no trash. You know, it's just one of these things, man. If you've never driven up the coast of California, I, I highly recommend it one day. 
Um, phenomenal. It's amazing. The sights you see up and down the coast. Uh, the wildlife that exists, man. I just never believed, you know, where I'm at, that you always hear about these these pelicans and these, and these otters and, and these, um, you know, these dolphins and, and these... Uh, Elephant uh, seals and all these stuff that you'd never even think you'd see in the beach like Santa Monica, which is, or you know, you see it, you kind of do see it going up there. Bears and stuff like all of that is there. California has kept its coastline relatively, I think, from top to bottom uh, in pristine shape. It's it's phenomenal, um, phenomenal. It's just it's an it's it's an experience. Uh, I think you could just get lost driving up the coast. I mean, I would love to spend like, you know, three months of my life. If I, if I ever sh- strike it rich and I have the, I'm afforded the ability, I would love to backpack it up and down the coast. Spend like a day in each town. You know, like two days. A day getting there, a day just walking around, seeing, shooting the shit. And, you know, you pack it up and move to the next town up and you keep it going. Um... Waterfalls there, you know, Morro Bay. But Pismo and Solvang is on the way there, you know, just one of those things. And I, I kind of, so it's too much, it's on the way over there. I would just think you'd love it so much more driving up there. You get to Chumash, maybe, you know, you leave your house at 8 in the morning. You get there like 11, 10, you know, you stop for gas and get a little breakfast. And then you get there, you gamble away have a few drinks you're there till like three or four in the afternoon five and you just say to yourself you know what i'm gonna go it's you know i'm gonna stop and get something to eat have a nice dinner you have a nice dinner in santa barbara you could have a nice dinner in carpinteria you could have a nice dinner in uh, ventura uh oxnard you could have a nice dinner at the casino solving's right there have a little nice little steak dinner i've had a fairly good dinner options at Solvang a couple of times I've been up there you know if you get up early enough you get stop and get breakfast there before you even get, get to because between Chumash and Solvang is only like 5 miles it's crazy how close they are to each other but you do that you know um, you do that you you get you get something to eat, you know, and then you head home, and you're home still at a decent hour. You're not getting home at five o'clock, but you might get home by like ten or eleven. You know, had a good day with your partner, get just a good day overall. Some scenics, you know, you stop in Carpentry on your way back from Chumash, you get, a, you know, a nice dinner. The ocean is right there. You know, in the sleepy little towns that you call, you know, California coast. It's a lot of them along the way. Um, it's just one of those things, man. I just, I, I would just, I, I would, if I lived, that would be the one I would, you know, getting all the way back to it. That I would pick that route in that area more so than I would Yamava or Pachanga. Pachanga is nothing against Pachanga. It's just, there's nothing from, and I know personally, there's nothing from Corona to Pachanga. I mean, there's Lake Elsinore, but I mean, uh, 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 uh. Uh, and I hate to dog Lake Elsinore because I love Lake Elsinore with a passion, but there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing there. The lake is kind of gross. Um, speaking of the lake, but there's nothing in Lake Elsinore, and it's hot. It's hot as hell. Uh, but the Pachanga Casino is great, situated where it's at. Temecula is a nice town, uh, but there's not much to do in Temecula either. I mean, I. I worked in Temecula many years and uh, I didn't see much there. Uh, but yeah, we went up to, we stayed in Solvang, we hit Chumash. Um, and uh, one day we went to the Hearst Castle. I mean, I think that was the next day. We stopped and had breakfast at this place called, I think it's called Char Charlie's or Charles. It's a big little breakfast joint up in, boy, I don't even know the town. I can't even tell you the town right off the top of my head. But it's up there. It had some great, it had some good breakfast there. Um, at that breakfast joint, I decided, you know what? 
Hearst Castle is like 100 miles away or like another 90 miles. Let's do it. Let's run it. We'll go over there. We'll get there like at 2. And uh, we'll check it out. I had never... I have always heard about the Hearst Castle. Never been there. Never even have been by it. Uh, but I have heard about it throughout the years. You know, being a castle there. Um, yeah, I gotta say, you know, speaking of the Hearst Castle, and I don't even know if I talked about this before in the last... But... I mean, it was a great, uh, it's a phenomenal place. Kind of crazy that somebody built that big-ass house, looked like a castle, just out there, man. It's just like, it's just out there. And he did it so long ago, like, um, and I highly recommend you stay for the movie afterwards. They give you a little free movie about William Hurst's life. Uh, it was a great, it was a great little movie. I loved it. Um. Kind of makes me wonder why, you know, the billionaires these days don't do similar things. But I guess the styles have changed. We're getting to more of these sci-fi-esque, sci-fi-esque architectural buildings and less old-school Gothic Roman uh, as a symbol of power. Uh, I guess perhaps if you go up to Cupertino eventually or. Uh, Santa Clara, you'll start seeing some of the up in the region. The houses, the uber rich, eventually one day will be on display. You know, we shall see. You know, maybe the Hollywood Hills eventually one day will make it there. But the Hearst Castle was was amazing. I kind of I dug it. I, all, I mean, I'm an adult, and all these running through my mind. Man, this man had a crazy amount of wealth. Charlie Chaplin was there. All the, I mean, I just could just imagine the drugs and the orgies that were taking place in the building. They turned it into a museum. It's fucking crazy. Blows your mind away. And I know they want to say that that man worked to death and that all his guests were there to just relax and live a luxurious It's not even true. Uh, they were there for one reason, one reason only to entertain him. He had so much money, he didn't know what to do with it. So he started inviting famous people to come wine and dine with him. And that's what they did. I mean, they had access to drugs, access to alcohol. I know they said that the man wasn't fond of alcoholics. But you can't tell me that there wasn't anybody over there snorting a little little, little booger sugar. uh, Smoking a little doobie here and there. and, uh, And then late at night, you know, some of the famous people weren't just... Uh, fucking on each other all night. I mean, it's just what it was. Um, you know, it's supposedly there's like hundreds of rooms. I didn't even see the upstairs. I only did the grand room tours, and it just it was a phenomenal experience, man. The place, the compound, uh, the Hearst Castle is eye eye boggling, eye bending. I candy galore, like just boggles the mind, man. Uh, the whole tour was cheap; it was like sixty bucks to get in. We got some pictures there. Oh, uh, you take a little bus ride up. I wish you could do a little bit more uh, up top of the tour, but I wasn't. I was not disappointed by it. But I, I wish there would have been like an area where you could have taken pictures in the castle itself. Uh, like a group photo or maybe individual, like, you know, turn it a little bit more. The man was, the man loved his entertainment. I mean, we should, should have a little bit. I know, and I do understand it's a museum, but should have an area there where the photo ops are, you know, you can take your own photos, but where, you know, you could take pictures with, you know, being one of the, the zoo enclosures or something. Uh, but maybe that's on a different tour. I don't know. There's there's several options of tours there. A bit confusing. Um, they need a detailed map of the tour you go on before you purchase a ticket. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the pools, the Neptune pools, to me, was phenomenal. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, damn, man. I would love to be on a project like that. I haven't been on... I've been on some projects like that, but not many. Um, 
I would have loved to have been around digging a pool like that, like just crazy. Uh, just something crazy, you know. Sometimes when you do the crazy, you, you get a little like, wow, I did something crazy. And that's sometimes it's all you need is just something crazy to do, and you just do it. Uh, end of the next day, we woke up, had some Abel Skewers, uh, headed back, got home. That wasn't my trip up there. Uh, had a blast. Had, again, you know, passing by Morro Bay. Morro Bay looks beautiful just driving through there up to, uh, up to Hearst Castle. You pass Morro Bay and a couple other towns. Uh, I got to see the big rock, but from afar, but the big rock. Next time I think I want to go stay in Pismo Beach and rent some ATVs, hit the sand. Uh, would love to do that. Um, like, I was, I wanted to do that, but I just, I feel like you have to start your day off in Pismo Beach. So when you rent the motor, the ATVs or take your own, you get your full days out of it. I would, you know, something I want to do personally. Uh, but all that said, I mean, I just kind of feel like, you know, the coast is beautiful. I, I want to go more up the coast and see just more of it. I just kind of like feel like there's so much California coast to see. Is you can't do it all in one day. It takes it takes years to get it done. Uh, but I'm going to get it done eventually. Before I die, I would like to see the rest of California's coast. Um, you know, Myrtle Beach, Pebble Beach, uh, Salinas, and all that area up there. I've never seen it. I think I drove through uh, Gorman, but I mean that's it's up there. I would like to see San Luis Obispo a little bit more. Uh, you know, it's kind of tucked in there, and it's just so crazy the life that's there. It's almost a whole different state to me. Uh, and I know California wants you know people are talking about splitting it north and south, but I'm of the I'm of the, uh, I love California being the state it is because I've been up to San Francisco. I've been up to Oakland. I've been up to, um, you know, uh, up top, you know, San Jose, Santa Clara. I've driven up the coast and got there that way. I drove through Bakersfield and Fresno, Modesto and, uh, Tracy and Kern and all that. Um, <clears throat> but there's even more, you know. I need. I would like to go see Eureka now in my older days. Uh, you know, just to fill up, fill up the visual map of the state. You know, there's more past San Francisco, going up the coast more. I'm sure it's just as nice and beautiful as it is down here in you know L.A., Santa Monica, uh, Marina del Rey, Manhattan Beach, you know, Laguna Beach. Oceanside, Encinitas. I mean, I'm sure it's, you know, it's just a wonder to see. Sometimes you forget living in this big, beautiful state of California and, like, the stuff that there's here to do compared to, you know, your day-to-day life. There's just so much, you know, to, it can really fill your head in with information and, and wonder and just, you know... I'm, I'm. That's probably why there's so many smart people and so many actors and so many musicians that want to live here because it's just, it's just crazy what you can do with a couple hours drive one way or the other, um, and what you can see, what you can uh, experience. You know, the same can't be said. There's a lot of nothing in Texas. I've drove through it. I'm sure there's there's spots, but there's a lot of nothing there as well. Um, it's just what it is, man. But I'm going to stop talking about that. I'm going to get back. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to watch Andor. Hopefully finish off Handmaid. So we'll talk maybe talk about that. Uh, uh, Fate the Winks Saga. I started watching here. It got canceled after season two. Kind of a bummer. Um, maybe we'll wrap up She-Hulk. She- She-Hulk was phenomenal. Uh, I have to go back and actually figure out what my last podcast was but maybe we'll talk some She-Hulk 
Well, I'm finally getting all these shows up and done with. And, you know, we'll talk about those. Also, the Raiders, 2-5. and five, Season's not going well. I don't know what to do. I think they should just tank out and get an, a top quarterback and let Derek Carr play one more year while they groom up the next quarterback and just groom him up, you know. We'll take the reins, you know, maybe in 2024 season. We shall see. Hang tight, guys. I'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today is November 10th, a couple of days later from my... Um, Last when I was building this podcast, I was good, meant to do it the next day or the following. Just got wrapped up, had stuff happen. Work wise, it rained. Fucking rained in California and it rained pretty good for two days. Had to fix a leaky roof. Had to um, uh, run and get stuff for my work, you know, because things are a little bit muddy. But all of that said, all of that said, um, <clears throat> we're back. And I know I, I wanted to do like an album or not an album. But I want to talk about some shows and things of the nature. But I want to do an album review. I think it's time. I haven't done one of those in a minute. Um, particularly um, an album that I've now listened to about, I want to say about five or six times through. Maybe seven times. Not quite ten. Um, hold on, I'm approaching. I'm probably like two times away from listening to it about ten times through and I'm probably going to listen to it throughout the rest of the year probably get (coughs) 20 times in before the end of the year maybe in 30 and I kind of fucked up because I was going to go see them the other day Uh, but stuff happened I went to ended up going to a wedding with my girlfriend and just what it is just things happen so we're holding off on talking about and or Maybe She-Hulk and, and and Handmaids and all that. We're we're hanging off on that for a little bit more. And and I hate to be laggy on the podcast. Uh, I really enjoy doing it just because I get to get my thoughts out and I get to talk about shit. And I have a and I like having a paper trail, like breadcrumb trail. I don't want uh. You know, because I watch things and I remember watching it. And sometimes I'm like, yo, that show was dope. And, you know, I just like having a paper trail of the shit I watched and just what I thought about it. And as I speak these things into the universe, and as we continue to march forward, you know, I've, I've often said, I've been ta- thinking about it for about a year. Of making video podcasts, maybe on like YouTube. I know Twitch is right there, but Twitch has got a lot of problems. Um... And YouTube has been there, and I might, it might eventually end up back on YouTube. I may do like a condensed, minute-long version on TikTok. I'm not sure if I want to go that route. Uh, I've been on TikTok sort of lately, but I prefer the YouTube Shorts better than TikTok because I kind of find I kind of find it weird when I'm on TikTok and like. I see shit that I see on Twitter and I see shit that I see on YouTube. I'm like, why don't I just go there better? Like, and then, I I mean, I'm not sure where they're getting it from. I'm pretty sure they're getting it from me logging on to Pornhub or just maybe they're getting it from my Instagrams, all the, you know, the IG models I follow and double tap like there. Or maybe just, maybe just TikTok knows I'm horny and it's just full of like these bitches that are like just with their big ass titties on the screen and I'm like yeah that's cool but I can't see the titties I'm not really interested in clicking the like button or the heart button because I'd rather just watch Pornhub or go to Twitter where I can see the whole titty myself that's so TikTok unless it's like something funny I usually don't stay on it longer than 10 minutes I scroll a couple of videos and but it has been it has been I think TikTok is finally getting used to me being on there once in a blue moon. They're finally starting to show me like what I would find to be like a video that kind of like warps my brain a little bit. Like the other day, I seen a video on there and they were arguing about uh, whether it's pronounced decal or decal. And I sat there and actually watched that video probably for like 20 minutes. 
uh, and just scrolling through the comments, just seeing what the fuck people were saying. And I, and I was like, I've never heard nobody fucking say that word called decal. And, and, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one, but it's called decal. But apparently if you, if I went and found like on the internet, uh, you could pronounce it three different ways. It could also be decal. Um, weird, but I guess I guess decal is actually uh, a correct way to say it. So is decal, um, which is fucking weird. But I've never heard anybody say decal, unless apparently you're from Canada and decal is. Decal is not the way you say it over there. It's decal. And I'm over here thinking, damn, if you say decal around me, we're fighting. We're fighting. But anyways, I don't know if I want to do TikTok because I kind of, I don't know. Mm. Maybe I will. Maybe I'm just going to get out there and just fucking flat out torch shows and call them fucking trash when I see them. Or if the show I think is good and everybody says it's trash, fucking defend it. I might go that route. I still, I still haven't got to that point yet. I'm like I'm there but I'm not there yet I haven't really figured out my identity as far as what I want like if people are going to look at me if I want to be doing this in the in my car like I do these podcasts if I want to sit down somewhere and be in my room if I want to be like outside at like a fucking fast food joint doing it real quick while I'm eating something or you know, or at work, you know, as people see me dirty, but I, you know, I haven't really figured out my identity as far as what I would like for people to actually see me as in an environment. It could be all of them, but it also I kind of feel kind of people kind of throws you off a little bit. If you go to their channel and it's like one video is like a meme that they fucking posted themselves over or and then the next is like a picture of their their fucking kids, and then it's like, or, you know, video of their kids, and then the next is like, uh, you know, like, some random shit, that a video of, like, fucking balloons in the air, like, I, if I follow a person because they're funny on TikTok, or because I, they follow them on Twitter and Instagram, like Caliucci's, I expect to see that similar content periodically, not all the time, I get, this is not the olden days of who is going to outwork who on social media to get fame, you know, doing sketches and shit, but whatever. All of that aside, I'm just lagging on the podcast. been busy. It's holiday season, but I have not given up. Uh, going a couple years strong now on these episodes. I don't know. The old episodes back in the day. I don't even know if what I'm doing will eventually be erased one day. Hopefully it doesn't. If it does, oh, so be it. I don't have a fucking... uh, I don't have it saying it, per se, but my shit should be found everywhere. I'm kind of interested in knowing what happens to these podcasts that go into there. And there's a lot of them. It seems like everybody does a podcast or Twitch or something. And I think you have to be that in this world. Uh, going forward, whether or not I make it is another thing. But I think if you were to have a young child or raise an adult, I mean, the social, you have to be savvy because the kids, when they come up and they start learning all this shit at a young age, you have to be able to tell them, okay, this is a scam. This is, um, don't get involved with this. You have to be able to guide them. And it's up to parents to learn as much as they can, maybe not completely everything. But okay, like, you know, misinformation you have to teach them these things these are things parents have to teach their children uh and it's good for you to know it because if you just get a tool like let's say you know driving a car like you have to learn how to drive it and you have to have somebody there to help you uh do that i'm the i'm surprised that cars even exist because the first motherfuckers to step into a car well they weren't going very fast but step into the car and we're like Damn, this shit could blow up. I could flatten a tire. I could get jacked. I could car crash and die. I mean, the danger was real. Uh, it's even realer now. And more and more realer. The faster the cars go, the more crazier people get around the world. But you have to have you, you have to teach kids how to do that. And as they grow up, and you have to teach them the same thing about these 
social media. And you have to say, okay, if you want a career in this type of thing, you have to either grind at it hard, you have to be well connected, you, you have to avoid certain pitfalls, things of the nature. So, I mean, it, it, we're all in the same boat. So, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you say you're not on social media, you're a liar. Um, and it doesn't even matter if you are or not because you know what it is. Um, you're there anyways. You just you might as well just accept the fact that it's never going away. Uh, it's like the telephone. You, you know, I remember back in the days when the cell phones first. I hated it. I was I ref, I went like a whole year or two without having a cell phone because I didn't want it. I thought it was cool, uh, and for the most part, it was cool because I was like really incognito. Didn't have a cell phone. Didn't want one. Didn't need one. But. As time went on, it just shit happens. I did need it. You need it for business. I just can't have a flat tire. If you need to call for help, it's there. The cell phone is there. And now everybody's got a cell phone. So I'd, I'd imagine 20 years from now, you'll have your real identity and you'll have your... Whether or not this meta shit kicks off or social media kicks off, but you'll have an online identity as well. It'll be like your second ID. And I'm almost positive Facebook would love to have themselves count. Like, if you don't have an ID, you pull up your Facebook account on your phone and the police can scan it and then, okay, that is you. Pretty sure that that's going to happen sooner or later with social media um, in general. But besides that, uh, so all of that is coming. I'm going to, you know, lag it on, but... The video podcasting should be coming, hopefully, at some point in the future. Uh, hopefully not so far off anymore. And, and while it was kind of far off when I first started thinking about it, like I was like, well, when I get a house, when I do this, when I do that. Um, but now I'm like chomping away at some of those things. Like My credit is building. Buying a house is whether or not I could hustle up $200,000 real quick. You know, and get this fucking situated. It's also whether or not I can. Um, once I do get a house, if I can if it's a living and I can set up real quick. Um, but what? I'm getting way off track here. But that's just what it is. But all of that said, all of that said, let's get into um, Lorna Shore's pain. What is it called? Pain Remains is the name of the album. And I was really bummed on November 5th. I didn't go see him. It was last Saturday. I wanted to go. I told my girlfriend I wanted to go. And I've now missed him now twice. Uh, the first one I missed him. The tour was shabby. And they weren't the main band. This this time, I really wanted to see them. I knew they were going to play. And I should have bought a ticket a long time ago. And I didn't totally kicking myself but I'm not at the same time but I wanted to see them because they were a musty band for me a while back especially with all the controversy of their old singer uh, and and also I believe they're a musty band because now I believe in the metal community and in the hardcore community and in, within the deathcore and black metal and basically metal and metalcore and all the different subgenres of it hardcore uh, you know I think now there's there's been a subtle shift in what's been going on what's out there what um, what is going to happen going forward for heavy music and, and I know I got on here a while ago and talked a little bit about Slipknot and how that band should just die uh, I got no more I got no more love left for Slipknot uh, after this last outing they, they've they've so far tarnished their name to to oblivion like they they just they're in the gutter from as far as I'm concerned that band is on its last legs. It's dead. Um, it's now time to bury them. And I kind of think that on the flip side to that, on the other on the other side of the coin, 
Uh, once again, I'm going to bring up Knock Loose uh, as being right at the forefront. I think um, after the metalheads and and like people like me, like really old school, and even the new school, after you get hit in the head over and over and over again, and it's really this poser ass music. I, that's a term that I mean, maybe I don't have the terminology for it and up to date but it's this really soft this really posed this really over overly done music this really less nitty and more pretty music uh Slipknot you can put Trivium in there you could put this new Whitechapel shit you could put a ton of bands in there and you know what the fuck I'm talking about new Atreyu uh you could put and so many bands go that route and, and I think as a young fan if you're younger and you're hearing these metal bands and you're like, damn, you know, I know when I was younger, like, you know, movements. And somebody says, wow, movements is this really huge band. They play with all these hardcore bands. They're, they're, they're so good. And you listen to it and you say, I would never fucking be caught a day in my life listening to this bullshit ever again you know as a heavy metal enthusiast like myself and I know there's fans out there like me and then you and then you see people walking around with Slipknot shirts like oh my god the new Slipknot and then you take a listen to it and you say this is utter shit and and your champions are failing and these bands that that are around are failing and you're looking for something to grab onto and say this, this is that band this will be that band that I like because they are probably the most aggressive fucking band they're the hardest band, they're fucking the coolest band out there right now you're gonna put Knock Loose in that category as being like yes, if you're younger and I, and I love the fact that Knock Loose is who they are because I've been in their shows they, uh, their shows are wild uh, they passed my they passed my test with flying colors and just how fucking wild the crowds are for their shows and how fucking wild they are live. They passed the album test. Uh, the album is just as good listening to your car and fucking you know I might cause a twenty car pileup because that breakdown hits me at a certain day where I'm fucking pissed off. I might just fucking drive my shit off a cliff or fucking plow it into fucking. Uh, like cause a 20 car pile up on the freeway That's just what it is I don't give a fuck how uh, how sh- There's no way to sugarcoat that uh, I, I get the same feeling there I get the same feeling that I want to fucking beat the fuck up Out of like 20 kids when I go to their shows That's what there is And the, the band overall uh, you, If you know them and you like them You know the people are not They got the same mentality It's not like like Slipknot, you just don't know anymore. People were like, "You like Slipknot?" Like there was a there was a pride back in the day when I liked Slipknot, because everybody knew you liked Slipknot and you liked them in fucking Slipknot, Slipknot era, Slipknot Iowa era. They knew you were hardcore. They knew you were fucking balls to the wall, fucking crazy, uh, because you liked that man. And that's just what I get the sense of Knock Loose. And not that I'm turning this into a knock loose love fest, but I kind of feel that Lorna Shore has also reached that level. I, and they're a completely different style of music with Pain Remains. Uh, Immortal. I think it was Immortal was their last album that they put out with the other singer. Let me look real quick. Shit, I'm offline, but yeah, I think it is Immortal. Um... Let me take a quick look here. I, I think I can find it because I think I have it. Uh, and as well as, uh, yeah, it's Immortal. And so, some of their older shit as well. Um, they've really now, I think, finally within the last two albums, have really hit their stride. I know they've been banned for a minute, but they've really hit their stride. And what I, what I really need to say about Lorna's... <laughs> Lord of Shore is they probably I believe as I talked about my brother about this album the other day on the phone I believe 
Lorna Shore is designed to be a cradle of filth, Demi Borger, really black metal-ish band crossed right the fuck up with some hardcore metalcore vibes in the middle. Or even leaning more so towards the metalcore, hardcore, deathcore style. But done in a black metal sense. Uh, there is other bands out there. Brand of Sacrifice is one. Um, there's a ton of bands out there. Uh, that, But this they might be... Immortal was probably one of the best albums I've heard done in that style. Um, I, I, I listen to Immortal probably. It's some of my favorite jams on there. Uh, Immortal probably was... And I don't know if I ever talked about it. Um, based off of what it is, the quality of it, without it, without the needle dipping too far one way or the other, you can't really say it's a straight up black metal album. But you do definitely get the, you do definitely get the the feeling of that. It's not a hardcore album. It's not. You're not talking about Gideon. You're not talking about uh, the Ghost Inside. You're not talking about you know uh, Throwdown. It's not. It's not Madball. But there is those. The breakdowns are there, and the hardcore aesthetic is there. They did such a phenomenal job of blending the two, and it out. But you know, being a fan of heavy music, like I told my brother, I've listened to a lot of Cradle of Filth. Um, um, from the Cradle to Enslave, uh, shit, all of Cruelty, Cruelty and the Beast, uh, you know, all the albums, all the old Cradle from the new, the newer shit, not so much, uh, you know, Midian, you know, all of the, I listen to a lot of, of Cradle of Filth. Let me just put it that way. I mean, I'm not going to get in there. This is not a Cradle of Filth uh, podcast either. Uh, and also Demi Border and, uh, and several other black metal bands that I, I would consider to be the forefront of the genre. Um, you know. And to, me, and to me, let me make this point really clear too. Because I, I know I was just sit, sat here and bashed the fuck over the head of like Trivium and Slipknot and, and some of these other bands that are soft as baby shit but I'm gonna tell you if you're a black metal fan and you see that fucking band Ghost you gotta think god damn that is such a disrespectful fucking uh, and, and I challenge any metal fan because I wanna put this blatantly out there if you're a black metal fan, if you're a you should be over there fucking ready to throw hands at the fucking clown show that is Ghost. And I don't give a fuck if their music is good, the people that like them. The the blatant disrespect of metal uh and disrespecting where they come is just it's just it's a little bit alarming that is that I don't see the hatred for that band and I don't and they should be uh they that should be a thing. This is why Slipknot, I, I look directly at Slipknot, and I want to pretty much, uh, I want to, uh, I'm going to fucking drop the ball on Slayer. Uh, I think Metallica's a little bit, but Metallica's in a little bit of the older, they did their job. But I, I mean, like, um, perhaps Korn, d- them allowing Ghost to get to where they're at, uh, uh, it, to me, it's just, it's fucking, and it's Slipknot, because Slipknot does the not fest. They pretty much took over the Ozfest type of deals. Uh, and they're the reason why Ghost exists. They're the reason why Volbeat exists. They, 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 they allow that shit to persist instead of saying, look, this is not heavy metal. This is not, and they sold their souls for a dollar, you know, filling the tickets because people, supposedly those are popular bands. Instead of saying, you know what, we will do what, what metal did for us, 
and bring along some ragtag group of kids who fucking just got something to say, very fucking pissed off, who, you know, are out here scraping the barrel, the bottom of the barrel. They're out here fucking doing the most. And we're going to give them a shot. We've got money. We're big enough. You know, if we don't sell the tickets, we don't sell the tickets. But, you know, who fucking cares? You know, Ozzy didn't give a fuck. He gave everybody a shot. Um, yes, he has, you know, Ozzy had his staple, you know, bands come in. But he wasn't afraid to fucking say, okay, let's bring around these new new metal bands. Let's bring around these hardcore bands. Let's bring around some fucking European bands. Ozzy was not afraid. And that's what makes, to me, that's what. When Ozzy does die, I will... A part of my heavy metal side will die with him. Because that man has done a lot for the community. So has Metallica, Pantera, Slayer to a, to a degree. Slipknot to a degree, too. I'm not going to fucking completely dog Slipknot. But this, this ghost is just a slap in the face. And this is why, like I said, I'll never listen to Ghost willingly. I know there's kids out there that are like they were searching for something. They were searching for something to fill that void that is just there. It's there's a fucking void, there's a fucking chasm. It's a grand canyon of fucking ugly, dark, uh recessive pit. There's just a fucking there's just a void. There's just a fucking it's a cavernous fucking whore's void. Uh, just there, like, where where do you go if you're a heavy metal fan and you want your shit aggressive? You want to talk about fuck this motherfucker? Let's cut his fucking head off. You want some fucking brutal music? Where do you go? Lorna Shore. They're right there, and again, they've done a phenomenal job of kind of grabbing from like three or four styles of music. And making it their own and making it for whatever reason popular. I'm not sure exactly why Lorna Shore is as popular as they are. Their tour just sold out everywhere. I'm sold that they are a good man. Uh, uh, the album Pain Remains was a phenomenal album. I've listened to it, like I said, about about six, seven times through now. Uh, the CD ends well, it opens well. You know, I can go up and down the track list. Uh, probably my favorite. Um, Pain Remains is probably, uh, I think Wrath. Wrath is probably my favorite song on that album. Uh, Welcome Back with Sleeping Dreamer is also a phenomenal way to start an album. Uh, and then Pain Remains in a Sea of Fire. Also a phenomenal track. Uh, Curse to Die, phenomenal track. The, the, the album sprinkled with phenomenal tracks. There's no, there's no skips. I've listened to it now, like again, seven times through. There's no skips. There's no song where I'm like, oh, okay, the quality of that song dipped a little. There's no skips. Uh, they got a new singer. You know, they're full steam ahead. And I got to say, and I got to just say this. It'd be very, it to me, it's very interesting to, to find out. I would love to fast forward like 10, 15 years from now when I'm an older man. I'm not no longer moshing. And I'm just attending or just listening to concerts. I'm just attending... It'd be fat. It'd be, I'm wondering if this band will eventually try to change gear and not be so much of a black metal band or so much of a metal band. Because there's not really a way. There is no black metal bands that have even switched the gear out of black metal and into regular metal. It's not there. So there is no there is no recourse to them going backwards. The metal and metal core there is. You know, everybody knows Metallica after the Black Album or or you know, completely switched gears. Uh Slayer switched gears, Pantera switched gears. Um and a lot of your young bands have, you know, a day to remember has switched gears, Atreyu has switched gears. A lot of these bands switch gears after some time they're like, yeah, we're going to do something a little different because we need the money. Black metal does not have, is not afforded that ability. Uh, the bands in Europe, 
they do it. It's a lifelong commitment. There's no turning back. Uh, Crater of Field, whether you like them or not, they're still making some wild fucking black metal albums. And so so has uh, Demu Borger and, and a bunch of other ones. And I don't only bring those two because those are the two, the main two I think most people know here in the States. Um, those are some of the most main two I've listened to. While I have listened to other, like Emperor and a few other bands, uh, you know, like Christian Slaughter. There's a couple of them out there that I've listened to. Not all are really good. Some I've listened to a few times and put them down. Satyricon. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, there's like some of them are just there. They just exist. Uh, they have they didn't do anything, and it's just much like the deathcore, uh, Cannibal Corpse, Six Feet Under, and all those bands that came up in that death, death not deathcore, but death metal era. There's just no turning it off. You don't have a middle ground. Your fans will not like it if you go more middle. Um, and that's just what it is. And I and I really. I want to give a you know I've been rambling on about a bunch of but the pain remains is a good album. If we're getting to the nuts and bolts of it, I want to say they're lean. They leaned a little bit more on the black metal and a little bit less on. It's probably like uh, 65, 35, 65 into the black metal, thirty five into the core. Maybe it could be off of them. It could be sixty forty. Um. But again, I mean, it'd just be fascinating to see in the future of Lorna Shore. I get the album two thumbs up. Immortal was a two thumbs up. Uh, the EP they dropped in between those two, a, thumb, a thumbs up there. So just really what you think. I mean, I, I would love to see more about Lorna Shore, but I, I I haven't seen them yet. I would like to see them live. I need to see, I need to get enveloped in the music and find out what it's about and the next time they do come around i will go and it's not not going to be a question about whether or not i'm going it's just going to happen uh does not matter i'll make the time um it's part of my part of my shtick is i go see these bands live uh i would love to mosh them i gotta get into shape to do this but um i'm young at heart uh a lot of young kids don't know the fuck is up and until the set time as I decide to finally step away or want to step away from washing, uh, whenever the fuck that is, uh, Brady's throwing touchdowns at 46. Motherfucker, I'm not even 40 yet. I got years left. Uh, my knees are in tip-top shape. Just my physical body is not in tip-top shape. My stamina is not in tip-top shape. But I could turn that around. Uh, until said time as I decide to finally step away from Asha, I'm not stepping away yet. It's still not, you know, I blame COVID for a couple of years of absence and just shit. But nonetheless, none the fucking less. Lorna Shore is a good, and I want to see them live. I missed this chance to see them, but I wanted to talk about their album and how good it is. If you haven't listened to Pain Remains, I highly recommend listening to it. Uh, my brother said it was the best album of the year. Uh, I think Knock Loose's album came out this year. Might be a little bit better as far as, you know, Knock Loose body of work overall is a little bit better. Um, but, that, I mean, that's in good company. It, it might be the best deathcore, black metalcore uh, album to ever come out, probably. But I, I think I, I don't know between Immortal and Pain Remains. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, those are two solid albums, two solid, fucking amazing albums there, and it just be be interesting to see Lorna Shore going forward because they could also just drop the whole hardcore part of it. Which will drop off some of their fans. Not all of them, but some of them. And be interesting to find out. Flash, it'd just be so interesting to flash forward. And I hope that the kids that are out there listening to Lorna Shore, you know, you, you hang on to it with dear life. Because sometimes these bands come out once in a blue moon. And then they, you know, you always wonder, like, how come bands don't go a similar route? And they just, and they just don't. And they fade out. 
I don't hope, I don't think knock loose, and I don't believe Lord and Shore either one of them will fit out. I think the sky's the limit for both bands, and yeah, the sky is the limit. And with that, said, I'm gonna end this episode here. I get this posted up, and um, Cancun's coming up. Other than, shit's coming up, so stay fucking tuned. Stay right there. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Later's.